Hello everybody, Fernando Campos here, back finally in an F1 week. After two weeks of waiting, no races, no major news, we finally have a race waiting for us at the end of the week. On Friday, we already have the free practices, so we might as well make a little preview, uh, try to understand what can happen in Belgium, who will have the advantages and who will have the disadvantages in that fast circuit. But before we do that, we had a call in from Gary from Motorspeed uh, after last week's episode talking about the silly season and his takes and his views about what I said, what he thinks will happen and all that he thinks will not happen. So let's hear from him and then go straight to the Belgium Grand Prix. Fernando, what's up man? Gary from Motorspeed, loving the content today, talking about the silly season and man, Fernando is faster than you. We'll have to see about that one, buddy. But anyway... Um, I find it hard to believe Lewis is going to retire. I haven't heard that rumor, but interesting that that one's circulating. I do agree with you that Ferrari aren't going to change two drivers at once. For me, the whole merry-go-round is going to be powered by what happens to Charles Leclerc and what happens to Pierre Gasly. I know you mentioned where those two might go. I think Palmer will be out of the Renault. Um, I don't know where he's going to go, but I think we'll see uh, that seat filled. I did think that Leclerc might go into um, the Renault, but it would make more sense, as you suggested, to go in the Haas or a Ferrari partnered team, perhaps. Either ways, keep up the good content, my man. Great to have another Formula One fanatic on Anchor, and uh, all the best. And I'll look forward to Spa Francorchamps. First and foremost, thank you very much for the call in, Gary. If you are on Anchor and you don't know Gary from Motorspeed, make sure to check his station out. He creates a lot of content, he's very active on Anchor. So please make sure to go to, to, to Motorspeed and, and follow Gary now. Okay, I agree with you at most points and I agree with you that Hamilton may not retire, but it, still, this is a weak rumor, but it's funny to think what would happen if Hamilton leaves this sport. And also, Leclerc and Gasly are really the, the two drivers that can make some noise during the offseason. They just need seats. And Palmer will not be at Renault, but I don't think Leclerc and Gasly will get that seat. They need places to, to be open at Ferrari, Haas or Toro Rosso. Gasly's life is a little bit easier because Kvyat is not staying on, uh, unless they don't have a replacement for him. So Gasly might have a seat there. Now Leclerc needs the whole situation of someone leaving Haas and both drivers were renewed for now. So unless Kimi retires and someone from Haas goes to Ferrari, Leclerc will not get a seat at Haas. But still, Leclerc deserves a seat at Formula 1 regardless of uh, a Ferrari involvement or not. Because he has been destroying Formula 2, he has dominated Formula 2 from top to bottom. So he is one of the drivers that deserve a place ASAP. So that's it for Gary's audio, thank you very much for the calling and now let's get straight to Spa from Cochin because we have a lot to talk about before this Belgium Grand Prix. F1 is finally coming back this time to complete the last 9 races of the calendar and if you take a look overall at what's left you see that it's a pretty favorable second semester for Mercedes because it has a lot of fast tracks and it starts right at one of the most classic ones, which is Spa. Then moves on to Monza, which is a classic one as well. And Mercedes has dominated this type of races. They bought us one with relative ease at Russia. He got a little heat from Vettel at the end of the race, but he dominated the race uh, from the beginning. And then they had a 1-2 in Canada. Pretty easy one, even though Vettel had a front wing problem right on the first lap. But 
Mercedes, Mercedes is known for that engine and their powerful setup in fast tracks. They have a really good chassis, but their power is on their engine. And when they have, when they have the ability to put their engine to good use in big straights, in fast sectors, they bright. So not only Mercedes, but also Force India and Williams might have an advantage here because they rely a lot more on their engine than Mercedes. Force India has a pretty good chassis and a really good engine and Williams relies pretty much only on their engine. If you see where they were more, more successful, which was Baku, you see that this is the circuit where they have the, the biggest uh, straightaway in the calendar. So Williams relies a lot on their engine and they might have a lot of success in, in, in Belgium. Now Force India might push a little bit to fight with the Red Bull. If you remember, Spa was the site where they got their first podium back in 2010, I, I want to say. So this might be a pretty favorable race for Force India. And for Mercedes, their fight with Ferrari will be not in common ground. Ferrari might need a little bit of luck or they might need the Mercedes to crash into each other, to have some sort of problems to be able to fight with them, that or getting the weight of them right in the first lap. But if everything goes according to plan, Mercedes might have the upper hand in Belgium and they can drive away with this victory, maybe a 1-2 even, which will put them in a pretty good position on the Constructors' Championship, but then on the drivers we don't know which driver will be in front, if Hamilton, if it will be Hamilton or Bottas. But Belgium is a classic Mercedes circuit and it can favor also both cars that work with Mercedes engines which are for uh, Force India and Williams as well on their fight in the midfield. Alright, we talked about the teams who take advantage of the fast track, but we, got, we also got to talk about the other side of the table, which is the teams that will struggle a lot come race day, and the biggest name that sticks out is obviously McLaren. Yes, they come out their best result in 2017, they got a double point score result in Hungary, but the last two words of that sentence are the most important. It was in Hungary, which is a circuit that Justin Button used to refer as one big corner. This comes to show that their biggest strength is their chassis, but in Spa they would need a strong engine to aid that chassis, and Honda is not bringing that engine anytime soon. So McLaren would be a sitting duck in Spa and that would not be a good thing to see. And also, uh, apart from McLaren, I think Renault will struggle a lot in Spa, especially the, the works team, Renault itself. Hulkenberg also got a great result in Hungary and Silverstone, but they are far from being fast tracks per se. They have, a, uh, they have slow sectors, they rely on chassis a lot more than Spa. So Renault might struggle a lot, and Red Bull, by consequence, will have a little bit of difficulty as well, which brings us to the discussion that yes, Red Bull will be the clear third team in Spa, I don't see them fighting neither Ferrari nor Mercedes, they are far from them, I, I see them far from them in, in Belgium. But how will be the fight between Red Bull and Force India? Because I see them as, as, lev uh, as level in, in this type of race, in this type of grounds. Force India showed some fight in Baku, they showed some fight in Canada as well, they almost got a podium in Canada. So this might be the race where Forcinia can get a podium if they can fight with the Red Bulls and count a little bit of a uh, problem with Mercedes and Ferrari. If they can get two of the of the top cars out of the race, they can get they can have two of them. They do need to get them set, get it themselves. So if two of the main drivers retire or have some sort of problem, then Red Bull is fighting in level grounds with Forcinia. The Pink Panthers might find themselves in a podium, either uh, Esteban Ocon or Sergio Perez, but this is the type of race that Force India needs in order to drink some champagne in 2017. 
And so, a little bit of an overview again, McLaren Renault struggle a lot. If Hulkenberg can get to the points, this will be awesome. Julian Palmer will be far from the points come race day if everything goes according to plan. We never know what happens during a race. And also, Red Bull will struggle a little bit because they use a Renault engine tag that's tag error, but still with Renault engine. And of course, India might find an advantage there to fight for a podium. And at least some strong points, they are far from Williams already, but maybe, just maybe, they can get themselves in a fight. But that's pretty improbable as well on the Constructions Championship. So, these are the teams that will struggle. And uh, this is a little overview we had of the Belgium Grand Prix. A Mercedes 1-2 is pretty likely, if uh, everything goes according to plan. Bottas and Hamilton might dominate the race, just like they did in Canada, because... They need a heroic or uh, effort from Ferrari in order to be able to fight with them or having or have to deal with them. Uh, Vettel could have fought with them in Canada, but then they, he had the, the front wing problem and they, he came back pretty rapidly. So we don't know how he would perform against the, the Silver Arrows. But regardless of this, Mercedes is pretty strong in, in a fast circuit, so they might get an 1 2 here, which would, which would put them in a pretty good spot in the Constructions Championship. Then, Ferrari is the clear second team, and Red Bull and Forcinia would fight for their third team spot there, and this could be a place for Forcinia to shine. Also, Haas can take advantage of their Ferrari engine to fight with Toro Rosso's Renault engine, and maybe gather some points to fight with the Swiss team, Swiss, sorry, with the Italian team. And talking about Swiss team, Sauber will obviously be a sitting duck in Spa as well, because their car is a boat, is a shopping car, that car is pretty bad in, in any type of circuit, so Pascal and Ericsson might close out the grid on Sunday. That's it for my little Belgium Grand Prix preview, and now we just have to wait a couple more days until the cars are back on track. Thank you for the feedback on the first episode, the result was amazing, and don't forget to check out my station here at Anchor, because there are some audios here that don't turn into a podcast, so there is exclusive content on Anchor, it's worth checking out. Now, don't forget to send your opinions on Twitter, I'm there at Campus, or simply do what Gary did and we'll, you will be on the next week episode. But before we go, enjoy the Belgium Grand Prix, and Rob Smedley has a little message for you guys. Fernando is faster than you. Can you confirm you understood that message?